Welcome to the Garden Life Marriage Podcast. I'm John. And a few weeks ago, Jacqueline and I sat down with Shelly of Atlanta Couples Therapy and had a discussion that uh, revolved around intentional communication and emotional connectedness. I thought this would be a good interview to share with the group, especially since we have uh, quite a few new members. thought this would also be a good opportunity for you to get to know us. So I hope you enjoy it. Hey, hi, John and Jacqueline. Thank you guys so much again for meeting with us today to do this interview. Um, I did want to start off with allowing you guys to um, introduce yourself to the couples and just tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, like you mentioned, I'm John. I'm Jacqueline Stevenson. We've been married just short of 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two kids. My son's almost 13. My daughter's eight. And we live in sunny Florida. (laughs) So I wanted to also give you two time to share with the couples, too, about um, the Garden of Life, um, just a little bit about your platform as well, also. Okay. Garden Life Marriage is a group. um, I said we started a few months ago, officially. Yeah. Yeah, it was with the intentions of really encouraging happy marriages um, and encouraging couples to not give up during difficult times, because a lot of times we hear the the phrase that marriages work, but no one talks about the fun of marriage. And so we're like, you know what? We legit have fun in our marriage. Yeah. We have a good time. So it's like, how can we share what makes it fun? Yeah. I agree with you, too. I think a lot of people always talk about, okay, like, these are the steps that you have to do. This is the work that you have to do. But they always make it seem like marriage is not a very happy place. It's not a place where you can enjoy yourself. So talk. tell me a little bit more about how do you, um, I guess, emphasize that enjoyment in marriage? Um, I think for us, we're very intentional about how we communicate Mm because communication is, is key. And because we have very different communication styles, I'm naturally loud. (laughs) (laughs) And he's way more laid back. I'm reserved. Yeah. And so in the dating period, that was all fine because, you know, opposites attract. But when you're married and like real life hits, it's like, okay, how do we, you know, keep our friendship and, um, you know, navigate through our different communication styles. We're not afraid to make fun of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a big part of the the keeping the fun in it. We don't take ourselves too serious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any disagreements we do seem to have, it it doesn't really last more than a day. Mm -hmm. And that's also from the perspective of just wanting to keep the peace in the home. Yeah. So figuring out, okay, what is this spat about? Is it really that serious? And let's get to the root of it. And uh, Get it taken care of. Yeah, I think that's that's part of the intentional communication is really getting to the root of what are we talking about mm-hmm. and how are we talking about it? Because, I mean, a topic, it may seem like, okay, just talk about it. That's, that's fine. But it makes a lot that goes into that. You need to have the right timing, the right tone, <laughs> the right place, your body language. I mean, all of that matters. And so... Um, for us, it's just realizing our differences in the way that we communicate and then creating a safe space mm-hmm. for us to really be who we are without 
without judgment and without criticisms. Um, and then once that space has been created, I know it's easier for me to open up and really share, okay, yeah. that's how I'm feeling about it and this is why, without having to have a guard up, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, what's she going to say? Is she going to throw daggers? Is she going to even receive what I'm saying? Can I express this freely or do I have to kind of preference everything with, okay, I, you know, I didn't mean it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Can I just share? And I know you two talked about, um, like, the body language and the tone. Was that hard for you two to kind of transition into? I can only imagine that sometimes it's like one person's probably being calm and cool and collective and the other person is probably on 10. How did y'all balance that? Um, All the hand movements. I talk with my hands. I talk with my whole body, okay? So I feel like I need to pull you into the conversation, first of all. Okay. So I talk really, and and the more excited I get, the louder I get as well. And I just remember, I think early in our dating stage, when I was like, you want, first of all, and you want, first of all, sit down. What's wrong with your hands? (laughs) 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 That keep moving around. (laughs) (laughs) And so while I'm not as animated as I was, he still knows that I'm going to use my hands. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be loud, not because I'm yelling, but just because that's just how I'm wired. Mm -hmm. And so I think once you remove the offense of it, Mm -hmm. then he can just accept it. Like she's just crazy. She don't (laughs) know. (laughs) Without him saying, you know, only talking to me that way, you know, it's just, he just knows it's how I'm wired. And so I think once you remove the offense from that and he knows I'm not doing it intentionally, mm-hmm. then 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 it works. Now, but on also, the outside, it looks crazy because yeah. he just is it's the same. Never, I think there's a, <laughs> there is a difference in the way you talk with your hands and what can be just a, a, a disrespectful fingers in the face type of I'm trying to antagonize you type of talk. Yeah, yeah. And we just don't talk to each other that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on atmosphere. Atmosphere in the home, and I just know there's certain things you can't say or do, and still keep that. <clears throat> excuse me, keep that peace in your home. Yeah. And so we deliver messages in that way, trying just protecting the atmosphere. Yeah. Awesome. So it's like you two have set that standard in your relationship. We're going to respect each other. And we're going to treat each other as friends. So you always have that mindset when you go into the conversations. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because when you at least for me, there are a lot of stereotypes that come along with communications. Like, okay, if I'm talking to a man, I should be able to say what I want. And, you know, he just needs to be a man and take it. You know, mm-hmm. he should be crying about nothing and I can say what I want to say. That's... And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not of the opinion that the man's around the house just crying, but at the same time, he's not indestructible. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff hurts. And yeah. Instead of them just telling you, hey, that hurt, what they're typically going to do is shut down Yeah, and not be vulnerable to you. And then the communication really gets cut off. Yeah. That's good. And it seems like you two have been able to find a balance within your communication. I know you said you two are kind of opposites in that area, but it sounds like y'all both took that accountability and said, I'm going to tone this down a little bit while still being able to be myself. Just not, you know, just too much. So and I know a lot of couples always think, I don't need to change. It's my partner that needs to change. I'm okay with the way I am. And they don't really give in that buy-in to their partner. You know, it's communication is very 
vulnerable thing Mm -hmm. um, because you are, in a sense, exposing a hurt and you don't know if your partner is going to really be there to help heal that hurt or, Mm -hmm. you know, not understand it and make the hurt worse. So it's always a chance they could go awry, but it's just choosing to stay vulnerable, Mm -hmm. even if there is misunderstanding in the midst of it. Yeah. And yeah, being willing to make that change. You're saying some couples are saying, Hey, I'm fine. How I am. You need to make it. Yes. That doesn't, that doesn't work out in the long run. Right. Right. No, you got to adjust for each other. That's just part of the compromise. I just said that's part of the work. But I love that mindset, though. Like you guys are seem like you're comfortable with taking that risk. Was there anything that helped you or made it easier to be vulnerable with one another or get to that point where you said, "Okay, I'm going to let down these barriers for my partner? Um, For us, I think, well, at least for me, I think it was you getting comfortable with my timing because I have to really process why I'm upset. Because a lot of times, at least in the way that I grew up, you either were mad, happy, or sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Right. You're mad, happy, or sad. But, I mean, if you really take the time of it, you can be disappointed. You can be discouraged. You can be annoyed. And so for me, it takes time to go past the I'm sad, I'm happy, I'm mad, to really find out, okay, what is it that I'm really feeling? Mm-hmm. And for him, he's like, let's talk about it now. Like, what, what, what's, what's the problem? What's, <laughs> I know what I'm feeling. Let's go. And so for us, it took a while for um, us to get our timing right mm-hmm. because I needed to know what I wanted to say so that when I said it, there was like no take backs. The timing piece, but also I think the uh, undisturbed communication. I think a lot of times we can be so busy with if it's a social media or television or whatever, mm-hmm. I just like to turn things off and say, let's just talk. Mm-hmm. And when we get to that point, I feel like you were more vulnerable before me, even in normal conversations, sharing things, life experiences. And that just drew me in and we became closer because the way that played out for me was the more vulnerable she was, the more vulnerable I could be. And it's just back and forth. Okay, mm-hmm. you're sharing, I'm sharing. And I think that just just over time, just having those intentional conversations. Mm-hmm. Because I knew me being vulnerable with you, I wasn't going to hear about it from your friends. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to hear about it from your mom or, you know, your siblings. I knew that whatever piece of me I was sharing was just being shared with him. So do y'all recommend that too, then, just to have, um, keep that between the two of you and not, you know, involve outside forces. Cause I see that a lot with couples too. It's like, they'll go to their parents or they'll go to their um, siblings and say, you know, I'm going through this with my marriage and this is what they're doing. And then it comes back to that person. Yeah. And like you told them this, like, and now they're looking at me differently. That's, that's really dangerous because if I get into a spat with my husband, I tell my family, you know, my family be ready to go and I could be over it. And back in, you know, back in love. And they're still like thinking that in their minds. And so I, I'm a strong believer. And if you absolutely need to talk to somebody outside of your marriage, you, you need a, you need a counselor, (laughs) somebody who's, you know, not going to feed into 
your emotions Mm -hmm. and really give you, you know, some tools to kind of help navigate through, you know, whatever the issue might be. So I'm not of the mindset of just keep it all in and don't share, but just. Somebody unbiased. Yeah. Or somebody Mm -hmm. extremely mature. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because I do feel like there are some individuals in my life who could ask me some things and I could tell them Mm -hmm. an unbiased, mature opinion. Hey, this is what I see. This is what I think. Yeah. Without Mm -hmm. holding it against a spouse. But I think that that can be tricky. And it doesn't mean that we agree on everything. And that once we talk about something that we're just like, you know, frolicking through the fields of daisies, it's not, but it's, it's an understanding that, okay, we don't agree on this, but we're still friends. We still, we still can have conversations. We can still, you know, kick it like, like everything is still cool. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that we agree on everything and it's not, it's not always easy. Because again, it's a conscious decision to be vulnerable and to be, you know, open to you not understanding. And yeah, it's a conscious choice that you have to make. It sounds like that's choice that you have to make is one that you have to make, you know, all the time. Like every time that you go into the conversation, you got to make this choice in your head first. I'm going to be vulnerable with my partner. I'm still going to respect him. I'm not going to disrespect mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep that mindset the whole time. Right. We're still we, working on it. It's a daily decision. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I know like the culture that we live in, we don't really talk a lot about how to make a marriage successful. And we always go in thinking I'm supposed to agree with everything that my partner says or does. Like we're always supposed to be on the same page. But I love that you two mentioned that you're not going to agree on everything because you're still two different people with two different perspectives. But as long as you're able to respect each other's opinion, that's what's going to matter. That that initial I do doesn't go away on the day. <laughs> you, you have to say I do every single day. I do choose to continue to love you. I do continue to choose to learn about you. And I do choose to accept the person that he is now because it's not who he was 15 years ago. It's a continual I do. I still love you. You still got me. I love y'all talk about the work too. It's not just that y'all just went into this marriage and we're just good to go. Like right from the start, y'all learned each other and what each other wanted and what each other needed and then just kind of worked as a team to satisfy each other in that area. I mean, how could he not? (laughs) (laughs) And Jacqueline, I know you spoke about what helped you build your emotional bond, just being able to have that safety and security and knowing that, you know, he'd be there and listen to you. Um, John, what helped you build your emotional bond with Jacqueline? But from the beginning, it was just building on that friendship. We were such friends that it's, it's easy to talk to her about stuff. And so the emotional bond, it was, it was, it was easy to create, easy to keep. It was mostly just having that ease and the communication that y'all would have and just always keeping that mindset of friendship. That kind friendship. of you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I always say is same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same yeah. team. So, you know, she says I give too many basketball references, but you can't go <laughs> and win together. <laughs> <laughs>
And how do you two kind of, uh, if you two are having um, a controversial like conversation or you two don't agree on the topic, how do you um, close that conversation? How do you come to like a compromise in it? Um, usually fall back on logic. What's the logical? Even though I don't always like logic. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But if we get to a point where we're both um, not agreeing on something, mm-hmm. we both agree that what logically works for both of us mm-hmm. is where the compromise should should be. So, for instance, in our conversation on um, getting out of debt, mm-hmm. you know, for him, he wanted just all the money going towards debt, go towards us. And I'm like, that ain't the way I'm wired. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be able to spend some money here. Um, And so while logically it doesn't, it, you know, it makes sense to put all the money on, on debt because I know I'm wired to where I need to have something on me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to be able to spend. Then the compromise is, okay, we're going to put, you know, 80% of our income on, on debt. Um, Would I like to have, 50% 50% to spend, yes. But <laughs> to me, that's our, you know, that's our compromise of okay, let's let's we don't agree, but let's do the most logical thing that works for our family. True. And it took some time to learn that because I mean mm-hmm. over 15 years we've had different different budgets, different yeah. things we're trying to accomplish. And early on it was, hey, I got a plan, let's do it. And because I didn't have her buy-in or agreement. I went to Puerto Rico. <laughs> bucked against it and it's like oh, this thing wouldn't work if you would just get on board with me and so second time around I started there with what are you able to do what are you willing to do and let's let's start there yeah yeah and it's gone a lot smoother a lot smoother no more trips to Puerto Rico so far. <laughs> um, was there anything else that you two wanted to share with the couples about communication or with um, emotional bonding? I would say just stay encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, every conversation is not going to be an easy one. It's not going to be a pretty one. Um, but stay encouraged and continue to make that daily decision to just stay committed. Mm-hmm. But men, I would say, just keep in mind, there are some things you say you can never take back. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful of that. And no matter how aggravated you are in the moment, do your best to stay uh, calm, stay peaceful. If you need to take a walk, do that. Because when you destroy that bond, she might say, you know, I forgive you. She might say, it's all right, but she's not going to forget it. Mm-hmm. And so don't destroy the bond that you, you really need, don't destroy the pieces in your home. I feel like just as a, as a man, one of the things you want to do is protect that piece. Just the same way you would want to protect a physical family member. Right. You want to protect the atmosphere in your home. And that's right. one of the key ways to do it. Look at you. <laughs> Thank you two so much for sharing that. And I hope the couples definitely go out and reach out to you too and look at your content because I think it's great that you are speaking from real life experiences and also helping couples. Like if you're dealing with this, you too have um, a lot of skills and strategy that you provide for the couples to help them through it and also to avoid a lot of um, you know, hardships or things that can uh, kind of spiral out of control. 
And I wish you to the best of luck on your marriage. I think it's so amazing that you've been married for 15 years. It sounds like you two are working, you know, at it every day and making that constant decision to make sure you say I do to your partner and have that mindset that you're going to have that friendship too. Oh, yeah. And thank you so much for doing this interview too. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Great. Bye. Thank you.